Chapter 22 of Curly Carson Listens In by Roy J. Snell. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Tom Penn. Chapter 22 The Wreck of the Kittlewake. I'm getting a message, exclaimed Curly excitedly. Getting it distinct and plain. And it's. it's from them. Oh, is it? The girl sprang from the seat. From your brother. They've been wrecked. They're not on an island, but on the sea. Safe, though only... He paused to listen closely again. I can't just make out what he says about his companion. Oh, please, please let me listen. Gladys Ardmore gripped his arm. Quickly, Curly snatched the receiver from his head and pressed it down over her tangled mass of brown hair. She caught but a few words. Then the voice broke suddenly off. But such words as they were, such words of comfort. The voice of her only brother had come stealing across the storm to her, assuring her that he was still alive, that there was still a chance that he might be saved. She pressed the receivers to her ears in the hopes of hearing more. In the meantime, Curly was answering the message. In quiet, reassuring tones, he gave their location and told of their purpose in those waters, and ended with the assurance that if it were humanly possible, the rescue would be accomplished. "'And we will save them,' he exclaimed. "'At least we'll save your brother.' "'You don't think—' Gladys did not finish. "'I hardly know what to think about your brother's chum,' Curly said thoughtfully. "'But this we do know. Your brother is clinging to the wreckage of a seaplane out there somewhere, and we will save him. See?' The storm is about at an end, and morning is near. He pointed to the window, where the first faint glow of dawn was showing. For a moment all were silent. Then suddenly, without warning, there came a grinding crash that sent a shudder through the kittlewake from stem to stern. "'What was that?' exclaimed Joe Marion, springing to his feet from the floor where he had been thrown. "'We struck something.' Curly was out upon the deck like a shot. He all but collided with the skipper, who had deserted his wheel. "'We hit something!' shouted the skipper. "'And she's sinking by the larboard bow. "'Gotta get off her quick. "'Boats are gone. "'Everything's gone.' "'No,' said Curly calmly. "'The raft forward is safely lashed on.' The engineer appeared from below. The engine had already ceased its throbbing. "'She's filling fast,' he commented in a slow drawl. "'You two get the raft loose,' said Curly. "'I'll get the girl.' Dashing to his stateroom, he seized two blankets and a large section of oiled cloth. With these, he dashed to the radio room. "'Got to get out, quick!' he exclaimed. Before she could realize what he was doing, he had seized the girl and had wrapped her round and round with the blankets, then with the oil cloth. Joe had rushed out to help with the raft. Curly carried the girl outside, and, when the raft with the others aboard was afloat, handed her down to the skipper. "'Try and keep her dry,' he said calmly. "'We'll all get soaked, but we can stand it for a long time. A girl can't.' "'Now push off,' he commanded. "'Get good and clear so that the wreck will not draw you down.' "'You'll come with us,' said the skipper sternly. Curly had not intended going with them. He had meant to remain behind and send a call for aid, then to swim for the raft. 
But now, as he saw the water gaining on the stricken craft, he realized how dangerous and futile it would be. He was needed on the raft to help get her away. Having seen all this at a flash, he said, All right, I'll go. Having dropped to the raft and seized a short paddle, he joined Joe and the engineer in forcing the unwieldy raft away from the side of the doomed Kittlewake. They were none too soon, for scarcely two minutes could have elapsed, when, with a rush that nearly engulfed them, the boat keeled up on end and sank from sight. "'And now,' said Joe, addressing Curly, as he settled back to a seat on one of the gas-filled tubes, you can test out what you said once about keeping your radiophone dry and tuned up under any and every circumstance. Suppose you tune her up now and get off an S.O.S. There was a smile on the lips of the undaunted young operator as he said with a drawl, Give me time, Joe, old scout. Give me time. The girl, staring out from her wrappings, appeared to fear that the two boys had gone delirious over this new catastrophe but only brave and hearty spirits can joke in the midst of disaster. And as for Curly, he really did have one more trick up his sleeve. As the old skipper sat staring away at the point where his craft had disappeared beneath the dark waters, he murmured, "'Twasn't much we it, fragment from an iceberg or something, but twas enough, and a good little craft she was, too. The storm had passed, but the waves were still rolling high. The raft tilted to such an angle that now they were all in danger of being pitched head foremost into the sea, and now in danger of falling backward into the trough of the waves. Soaked to the skin, shivering miserable, the boys and men clung to the raft, while the girl bewailed the fact that she was not permitted to suffer with them. Wrapped as she was, and carefully guarded from the onrush of the waves, she escaped all the miserable damp and chill of it. "'Shows you're a real sport,' Curly's lips, blue with cold, attempted to smile. "'But you've got to let us play the gentleman, even out here.' When the waves had receded somewhat, Curly began digging at one of the tubes beneath his feet. Having at length unfastened it, he stood it on end to unscrew some fastenings and lift off the top. "'Canisters of water and some emergency rations!' exclaimed Joe as he peered inside. "'Great stuff!' They had taken a swallow of water apiece and were preparing to munch some hardtack and chocolate when Gladys exclaimed, Look over there! What's that? There's nothing, said the engineer after studying the waves for a moment. Oh, yes, there was, the girl insisted emphatically. Something showed up on the crest of a wave. It's in the trough of the wave now. It'll come up again. Bit of wreckage from our yacht, suggested Joe. Not much wreckage on her, said the skipper. All washed off her long before she sank. What could it be, then? The girl was fairly holding her breath. It couldn't be. Don't get your hopes up too high, cautioned Curly. Of course, miracles do happen, but not so very often. End of chapter 22